This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. I want us to open our Bibles very quickly to the book of Galatians chapter 4 from verse 4 to 7. Many are times when we share Christmas messages is always from the gospel. But I want us to look at it even from the eyes of the epistle. This is also a Christmas um, message that Paul was preaching. It says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoptions as sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying out, Habba Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God, even through Christ. Hallelujah. So, when did the birth of Jesus occur? Bible says, when the fullness of time came. So God is never late. God has his own timetable. And he works according to his own agenda. The book of Isaiah chapter 7, there about, we saw the prophecy that the virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son. A virgin. Then it took several years, hundreds, before we saw this manifest in the book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. What does it tell you? It tells you that God is a God that works with his timetable. Not only that, your God is a God that keeps his promise. No matter how long or how tiring it is. He always keeps his promises. He will always keep it. I'm sure when that prophecy came out in the book of Isaiah, and people were watching, ah, can this thing ever be? Now waiting for it. 50 years did not happen. First 100, 200, 300. It's not how long. Depending, it depends on God's agenda. It doesn't take time for God to do and bring you into the place where He has destined for you. It doesn't take time. It takes God. I, I say it takes God, not time. Sacrifices and offerings thou wouldest not, but the body has thou prepared me. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the books, it is written of me to do thy will. So, there is a book. This is was written to Jesus Christ, and is a perfect example. It says everything written concerning him in the volume of the books of destiny, everything written about him, God's agenda for him, he kept per time. He wasn't ahead of it, he wasn't behind it, he was in tandem with God's plan and purpose, and that is success in life. You will not die before your time. Oh. That amen sounds shallow. 
I say God is committed to making sure that he fulfills the numbers of your days and no devil listen you will not you will not experience sudden death sudden death is not your portion the precious name of Jesus everything that God has written in the volume of the books of destiny for you shall come to pass in Jesus mighty name praise the Lord so it says in the fullness of time God sent his son amen this is man's to do what? to miss man's greatest need Matthew chapter 1 from verse 21 it says and ye shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins to save his people from their sins it tells us here the greatest need the ultimate need of man your greatest need because if our greatest listen oh my god please help me thank god for jesus once more just thank him for jesus sometimes people don't even know what their greatest need is you don't he came to meet man's greatest need that is the need for forgiveness so that man can enter into a relationship with him which we are going to see from the scriptures because if man's greatest need were sex God will have sent a sex therapist if our greatest need was housing affordable housing um, you know structure God will have sent a builder or an architect if man's greatest need was education God will have sent an educator if man's greatest need was even to be raised back to life right here on earth Jesus will have been deployed to the graves and will be raising people up and if I were there I would have taken him to my father's and my grandfather's grave and said Jesus please come and raise this one up you only raised a few up just as a sign as a proof of his ministry if man's greatest need were technology God will have sent a scientist if your greatest need my greatest need or man's greatest need had been pleasure God will have sent an entertainer if man's greatest need were money Finances, you will have sent a financial controller. 2023 is just one the corner, and you can see the heat already. Entropy, there's a degree of randomness that is coming along with it. Before it, you see people are saying this person, that person declaring this person, and some people are even ready to kill themselves. I see people sometimes they sit over newspaper small issue becomes very big issue they begin to abuse themselves politics if man's greatest need was politics god will have sent the politician 
your greatest need is the forgiveness of your sins. He sent him. Shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Because the sin is what creates that crater, that separation between us and God. So he came. Let's go ahead and still unbundle this. He says, So, born under the law. Because he had to to redeem those who are under the law that we might receive. He said, born of a woman, he had to come in form of a man. He had to be born the way you are born. Why? He had to come the way you are so he can pay the price that you could not pay. You owe the debt that you could not pay. And he came and paid it in your place. So he had to be born through a woman. Now, let's go ahead. So it says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. That would, then it says, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Habba Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So he came and passed through all this process. Why? Because of relationships. Relationship. He had to pay for the sin so you could have relationship with God. This is what God is looking for. This is the import. This is the significance. Significance of Christmas. A gift of relationship. So he says that you might receive the adoptions of sons. Bible says he came to his own, his own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them God gave the right to become the sons of God. Even as many as believed, he wants, God is after sonship. Jesus is the only begotten son of God. So, the Bible says that he was the first that became born again, in quote, so to speak. According to the book of Revelation chapter 1 from verse 5. The first that was raised back, that was raised from the dead. The first begotten from the dead. Not only that, that also says, it says, it says, For we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are the called according to his purpose. To whom he did foreknow, this he also did predestinate, to be conformed to the image of his dear son that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. The firstborn. So he is the firstborn. Can't you see the magnanimity of God in bringing you into sonship to be on the same level with Jesus? He is the firstborn. 
That is why the Bible says that we are common to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to another company of angels, to the church of the firstborn, registered in heaven, to God the judge, and the spirit of just men made perfect to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. So we belong to the firstborn church. Because we have to understand how gracious, how magnanimous, how liberal God is. Because some of us don't even understand. Do you know what God did? He brought you to be at the same level with Jesus. So Jesus himself confessed. He says, I will declare thy praise amongst my brethren. He used the word. He says, he who sanctifies and they who are sanctified have become one. So, he who sanctifies and you who are sanctified, you look alike. Oh. Did you see the gift of Christmas? Therefore, he goes again and said, therefore, he is not ashamed. Look at it here. Hebrews 2, verse 11. Because sometimes, it's good for us to look at the Christmas story through the eyes of the or through the periscope of the epistles it will give us more understanding so it says both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one which cause it says he is not ashamed to call them brethren maybe you look at yourself and say I'm too far from Jesus I'm not worth it but he said, no, this is what I've accomplished for you and I'm not ashamed to call you my brother. Isn't that a wonderful gift of Christmas? I say, isn't that a wonderful gift? Oh, let somebody shout a big hallelujah. I say, let somebody shout a big hallelujah. I say, let somebody shout a big hallelujah. I say, let somebody shout a big hallelujah. Let somebody shout a big hallelujah. So how did God do it? He said he sent forth his spirit. It's called the spirit of adoption into your heart. So it ties you with God. There's a spirit called the spirit of adoption. So you can now cry out unto him. Habba Father. Habba Father is an endeared world. This is what God wants. It's all about relationships. Jesus came to pay the price so you can enter into a relationship. The creator. Enter into a relationship with the created. And he's not ashamed. He looks at you with all your frailties. He looks at you with all those in court, all those faults. And he's still not ashamed to call you brethren. What a powerful gift of Christmas. Isn't it? Praise the name of the Lord. No wonder why it says, as he is, so we are here, right here on earth. You look like him. You look like him. Hallelujah. The firstborn amongst many brethren. The first begotten of the dead. The firstborn. 
that we might receive the adoptions of sons. I tell you what, God can never leave you. Because there is something that ties you with God that is unbreakable. Satan can break it. It is called the spirit of adoption. He sends it into so that you can cry out unto him. That is why we need to understand the place of adoption. In the face of God, the place of adoption is even higher than biological uh, than the biological rule, so to speak. When you adopt, even Jesus himself was adopted. Because one day I was reading the scriptures some time ago. I wanted to, you know, to, to, to trace the genealogy of Jesus. So if you read the book of Matthew, you see there. The son of Judah, the son of Jesse gave back to this. Um, um, Jesse to David to this. I was thinking it was going to end with Mary. But it ended on Joseph. Can you imagine? So Jesus himself is adopted. So when you look at the, the, the structure, the powerful, I mean, the structure of the, um, I don't want to use the word evolution, no. But the structure that ascends higher, that structure, you discover that adoption is a very powerful tool. And we are all adopted. This is God. So God does not see any difference between you and Christ. Praise the Lord. Isn't it a wonderful gift? Isn't it a wonderful gift? I say, isn't it a wonderful gift? It is. So, now what do you do with this gift? Because you did not earn it. I love that prayer on conditional love. God loves you without any condition. You did not deserve it. You did not. You couldn't have earned it. Yet, he gave it to you. And what is Jesus saying here? That you also, you go out and engage the divine. The divine gives, gives, and forgives. It is the canal that takes, gets, gets, and forgets. Many of us are very canal in our orientation. See all what God has done, you've forgotten. So sometimes, God will allow Satan to come and use some small pin. <laughs> so you can remember where you're coming from. You have to go to some, oh, ah, I remember God saved me from this. Please engage the divine. Don't, don't, don't forget. Say, forget not his benefits. Because as human beings, the carnal mind is you get, you get, you get, and then you forget. But the divine is that you give and give, and then he forgives. The divine is unconditional, there's no restriction. So you also, as sons of God, this Christmas. Learn to be unconditional. Don't say, oh, my husband did to me. My husband did this to me. 
he went with another woman I can never forgive him he must prove it he must he must earn my forgiveness no that is not divine we did not earn his forgiveness the divine forgives people don't have to look like you before you can accept them that is the divine unconditional it encapsulates everyone I am the God of all souls all souls are mine so you go beyond your cultural compound cultural sphere you go beyond your tribal sentiments go beyond your religious sentiments and show this kind of love people don't have to look like you or speak in tongues before you can accept them they don't have to look like you they don't have to look like you they don't have to speak like you one of the things you should go out and do is to demonstrate this kind of love that God has shown you oh behold what manner of love is this that God has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God so you go out give somebody that gift even though does not deserve it give somebody that forgiveness even though he or she does not deserve it show somebody that kindness even though he or she does not deserve it now at Christmas sometimes you know we want to give things to people we know it's good to show love around and sometimes some of us want to be economically or politically correct it's just because of our survival instinct so you say oh let me give this brother this gift because I know that if I give him this gift when I come to meet him next day I say please I need your help he will listen to me it's a survival instinct that is at the level of a carnal mind what do you do this Christmas from this world that God gave you the greatest gift without you being able to earn it or without you deserving it so look for someone and everyone watching me this is how to get God show the look for someone you know can never pay you back look for someone you know that can never has no ability to pay you back because we have is it possible for us to pay back what God has done for us no what Jesus has sown for us even if it took us one million years to come or one billion years to come and want to pay for it you will still not be able to pay for it so look for someone you know cannot reciprocate same to you and give it to him look for someone you know does not have the capacity to give you back and show a blessing to him go beyond your spheres let the divine show that you are grateful let's open our bibles again to the book of Galatians 4 from verse 4 to 7 so we'll read together and this is the end of the message King James Version let's read together when the fullness of time had come God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those that were under the law that we might receive the adoptions as sons and because ye are sons God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying have a father therefore 
you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son then an heir of God through Christ Jesus we believe you have been blessed by this message to download this message please visit our podcast at the throne room on your handheld device or computer for any inquiries call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website www.rccgthroneroom.org You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.